Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 12th, 2021. It's a privilege. It's an honor. I get to do this. I get to do this on a daily basis. I get to teach the word of God. I get to, to minister the word of God to you. And so in a way that you can see, hear, and understand. And once you get the word down in your heart, listen, I'm telling you this word, you meditate, you medicate on God's word, then you, you will experience God's best in this season. I'm teaching the series entitled God is faithful. He's faithful to you. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to the promises that he's made to you and your children. Matter of fact, he's faithful to the promises he made your grandmother and your grandfather. And these are things that are still coming to pass in your life. There are some things that you are experiencing from a favor perspective that you didn't even pray for, but you had a praying mother. You had a praying grandmother. Thank God for that. That The blessing passes on to the second and the third generation. God is faithful. He's faithful to you today, and he always will be faithful. I want you to open up your heart to, and get ready to receive what God is going to say to you today. So inside of this God is Faithful series, I'm teaching another series inside of the series. And I'm excited about getting back to the God is Faithful part. But I've been teaching a series entitled We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. This is part 21. We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything. Part 21. The title of today's message is You Can Live Just Like Jesus. Look, look at me. Do you know how, how there are some people that are Christians and then when you talk to them about Jesus and what Jesus said, they say, yeah, 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 but that's, I'm not Jesus, all right? They go, yeah, yeah, I got it, but I'm not Jesus. Don't, don't try to expect me to be like, Je no, listen, yes, you can. The Bible says in 1 John 4 and 17, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. You can live just like Jesus in this world. Let's talk about it. So we've been looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We need to go right back to it again this morning. Beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, now, it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with the privilege of this new covenant ministry. And so we will not quit. We will not faint with weariness. We're not going to do it. Verse 7, we're like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside of us so that the glory that's manifested through our lives could be seen as God and not ours. Verse 8, though we experience every kind of pressure, you know what? We're not crushed. At times, we don't even know what to do, but we know this. Quitting is not an option. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies, but this is so that the life of Jesus can be revealed through our own bodies. Verse 11, we consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, but it's so that the power of God can be revealed through our humanity. So then, death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. Verse 13, this is what we are, and I got stuck on verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. Well, guess what? We also believe, then we speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up, verse 16, for even though our outward man is gradually wearing out, we have an inner man that's being renewed day by day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles within the light of eternity. We, we see difficulties. If you're going through something right now, look at me. We see difficulties as the substance that is producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is far beyond all comparison. Why? Because we do not focus our attention on the seen, but the unseen. For the seen is temporary. The unseen is eternal. So that's what we've been going through for weeks now. And uh, I need to add some more scriptures to it again today. 
I'm adding some scriptures as it relates to Jesus. So I want, I'm going to read these to you carefully and prayerfully. I want you to, to listen to these scriptures and then I'm going to talk about it. You ready? John 5 and 19, New Living Translation. The Bible says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son, Jesus said, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Verse 30, John 5 and 30, New Living. I can, this is Jesus speaking. He says, I can of my own self do nothing. He says, I can do nothing without the father. Now I make decisions. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I'm only carrying out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. So verse uh, John 6 and 38, easy, easy to read version. Jesus said, I came down from heaven to do what the father wants, not what I want. Think about that. John 8 and 28, easy to read. Jesus said, so he said unto them, listen, you're going to lift up the son of man. And when you do, then you're going to know that I am. So like I am the I am. And you will know that whatever I've done, I didn't do it in my own authority. You will know that everything that I said, I only said what the father taught me to say. John 12 and 49. Jesus said, for I do not speak on my own. It's the father who sent me. And it's the father who commanded me to say everything that I've said. The, everything that you hear me say, I only said it because the, the father commanded me to say it. John 14 and 10. Jesus said, don't you believe me that I'm in the father? The father's in me. He was like, you know, they had asked him when Jesus show us the father. He was like, what? What do you mean show us the father? How disrespectful is that? I've been with you guys for three years. Don't you believe me that I'm in the father? The father's in me. I've been telling you for three years that I'm in the father. The father's in me. The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority. It's the father who lives in me. He's doing the work. He said, the father lives in me. He's giving me words. He's performing the work. If you've seen me, you've seen the father. So what does this mean for you today? You're like, dog, Rick, you gave me a lot of scriptures. Okay, now I'm going to break it down. I have five things to share with you in this morning. Man, this is going to be good. I want you to open up your heart to receive five things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right, number one, Jesus, and I got to teach this, but I am excited. Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man. So let me explain. Jesus was 100% God. He was 100% man. So one of the reasons why Jesus came as a man was so that we could fully emulate the way that he lived as a man, right? So we, we have to emulate Jesus. Jesus is our example. Had Jesus operated in his full divinity, right? Um, in order to, well, or let me say it this way. Had Jesus not set aside his full divinity in order to fully embrace his humanity, then he could not be our example. Let me, let me be clear about this. If Jesus operated as God in the flesh, meaning he operated as a God, not as a man, then he cannot be our example because we're not God. We are men filled with God on this planet. So what Jesus did was he said, okay, well, let me set aside my divinity. I'm going to fully embrace this humanity thing. Then I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then I'm going to operate like a man that's filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to operate with the man that's walking around with God on the inside of him so that I can be the example for humans, right? Because if he didn't operate as a human, if he operated just as God, then he couldn't be our example because we're not God. But since he operated as a human who was filled with God, then he's our example because we are humans that are filled with God. So we are well able to live like Jesus lived because he lived as a human that was filled with the Holy Ghost. He lived as a, as a human that was filled with God. So once 
you're born again and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, then you can live like Jesus lived. Jesus is your example. As Jesus is, so are, you, are we in this world. You are a God carrier, just like Jesus was a God carrier. The text we just read says, where the containers. We're like the clay jars. We're carrying around this glorious treasure on the inside of us. Guess what? Jesus lived the same way. He was walking around, carrying around this glorious treasure inside of a human body, inside of humanity. And that's the way that we're supposed to live. Jesus fully embraced his humanity. Now, this means that we're able to fully embrace our humanity and our divinity, right? So as a human, there's some things that we have that are limits, but we are human conduits of the divine. And so, so Jesus, to be clear, he had the ability to operate in the flesh. Jesus could have sinned. He didn't. Jesus had the ability to operate as a mere human. Jesus could have lived as a mere human. He chose not to. He was like, no, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And so now I'm going to be led of the Holy Spirit in all things. And I'm going to be naturally supernatural because I'm born from above. And guess what? Just like Jesus was, that's how we're supposed to live. And we can live that way. I'm teaching you how to withstand and overcome anything. Well, you got to live like Jesus lived. Number two, Jesus did nothing without the Father. Now, I read that for you in all those verses. And if you get the email version, then you, you'll have all those verses in your email inbox already. And so if Jesus attempted to do things without hearing from the Father first, then it would be no different than us trying to do things in our own humanity without hearing from the Father, without making sure that we're doing the will of the Father. So Jesus sought guidance for everything. Like, come on, you're like, Rick, for real? Yes, for real. That, like, I mean, I just read you all these scriptures. G John 5, John 6, John 8, John 12, John 14. Jesus sought guidance for everything. So, so we're supposed to live that way. We're supposed to be led of God in all things. Jesus only said what he heard the Father say. Jesus only did what he saw the Father do by revelation. That's how we're supposed to live. By his own admission, Jesus said, I can do nothing without the Father. Jesus admitted that he could not do anything without the Father. Jesus said in John 5 and 19, I already read it for you, the Son can do nothing by himself. In, in, in John 5 and 30, I already read it for you. He says, I can do nothing on my own. In John 8 and 28, John 8 and 28 uh, uh, the Bible says, whatever I do, I'm not doing it on my own authority. And, and, you, and you, then there's John 12, there's John 14, all of that. Here's my point. This is how Jesus lived. So if Jesus was God in the flesh and Jesus didn't do anything on his own and Jesus sought the Father for everything, then look at me. Who are you to think that you could just live your life without asking God for stuff? Well, you are, that you could just live your life without being led of the Holy Ghost. That you could just make decisions without checking with God to make sure that that's the right decision. Right? If that's how Jesus lived, that's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to check with him. We're supposed to be led of him in all things, at all times. Don't put your life on autopilot. If you put your life on autopilot, you're going to make mistakes because you're going to rely on the arm of the flesh. You're going to be living as a mere human. You're going to rely on your own humanity. Jesus was like, no, 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 no. I don't rely on humanity. I only rely on divinity. Number three, Jesus prayed and received guidance from heaven on a daily basis. Now, Jesus was God. Why didn't he just operate as God? No, because if he operated God as God, he wouldn't be our example. So he operated as a man. And as a man, he needed to get guidance from heaven. He, Jesus received his orders from headquarters on a daily basis. He would leave early in the morning, get his orders from headquarters. But have you ever noticed that the disciples, right, they were there when Jesus, you know, multiplied fishes and loaves. They were there when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus popped up like a mummy. They were there when Jesus walked on water. And they never said, hey, Jesus. Can you teach us how to raise the dead? Hey, Jesus, can you teach us how to multiply fish and loaves? Hey, Jesus, can you teach us how to walk on water? No, 
the only thing they ever said, Jesus, we need you to teach us, is they said, we need you to teach us how to pray, man. Because you, we see you go off in the morning, and it's like, it's like you leave, and then you come back, and once you get your orders from headquarters, you know what we're supposed to do that day. It's like once you go and you come back, you, you, you got your orders from headquarters. You've received revelation from the father. It's like you already know what we're supposed to do that day. So we need Lord, teach us to pray. My God, we, we need to know how to live like that. We need to know how to spend time with you. Jesus spent a long time with the father. Uh, yeah, praying around other people's fine. But look at me. You're going to have to spend some alone time with the father. Get up in the morning. Seek the face of God. Seek God early in the morning. Get his give you. I'm sorry, give God your undivided attention so you can hear what he's saying, so you can get divine insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. And so once you get that, that divine download from heaven, and you, you get your orders from headquarters, then go throughout your day and watch this. If you spend some time with God first, and then when you go throughout your day, watch this, you're going to know you're going to be in a meeting, in a conversation, in an activity, in an engagement. You're going to need wisdom from above and you'll be so in tune with the father that you'll get it. You'll get downloads. You'll get insight. You'll get wisdom. Why? Because you're in tune with the father. But if you just rush into your day and you don't pray, then you're going to run into a situation where you're going to be like, man, this day is all jacked up. Hold on for a minute. You're going to go to the bathroom and now you're going to try to pray and try to set your day, you know, try to get things right. Okay, fine. You can do that. But listen, just get it right, right up front and then be led of the Holy Spirit in all things. Let me just say this. If Jesus was Jesus and he spent time in prayer, then how in the world do you think that you can succeed in life without praying? Jesus counted on the Father. He spent time in prayer. We have to do the same thing. That's how we withstand and overcome anything. Number four, Jesus learned how to put spirit over body every day. And that's how we're supposed to do it. And I've been teaching you on this for a while. So while Jesus was all God, he was also all man. So he came as a man just like us. So as a man, he had to learn how to subdue the flesh. As a man, he had to learn how to not just go by human impulses. As a man, he had to know how to resist and not allow human impulses to override the, the leading of the Holy Spirit. As a man, Jesus had to learn how to live in sync with heaven, how, how he was getting input from his physical body through his five physical senses, but he was receiving input through the Holy Spirit. And, and he had to learn how to say, you know what? I'm going to choose the input of the Holy Spirit over the input that I'm getting from this world. Jesus had to learn how to live by faith and not by sight. Jesus prayed to seek the will of the Father. And once he prayed, and once he found out what the Father's will was, he learned how to align his lips and his legs with the Father's will. He said it and he did whatever the Father led him to say and to do. And then he never spoke against it. He never went against it. He said, I'm, I'm going to speak the word only. I'm never going to go against what the Father is leading me to do. And guess what? We're supposed to live just like Jesus lived. This is our example. This is how we withstand and overcome anything. Number five and finally, last point for today as I close. Jesus did not accept everything that happened as God's will. In turn, he spoke God's will over situations. Now, this last point is super important. You know how some people, everything that happens, they go, well, that's the will of God. You know, God knows what he's doing. Such and such is dying with COVID. God knows what he's doing. Such and such has cancer. God knows what he's doing. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Such as, you know, hey, this person has COVID. Can you pray for him? Yeah, let's pray. But you know, God knows what he's doing. Wait, stop, stop. Hold on. Me and my mom have had this discussion many times. I'm like, mommy, if you think God put COVID on somebody, 
then why would you think we, we need to pray for God to take it off? If God gives me something, I want whatever he gives me. If you think God gave it to him, then we should want him to keep it because God, you should want anything God gives you. Obviously, God didn't give it to him. Well, well let's pray. Well, then why would you want? I don't know what. God is not schizophrenic. God is not going to put something on you then just to turn around and heal you so you could give him glory. I don't want to serve a God. to be look, look at me, just to be very clear. I would not want to serve a God that makes me sick just to turn around to heal me so that I can then glorify his name. That's crazy, right? No, sickness is not of God. Jesus came, the Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. The Bible says that Jesus went around healing all manner of sickness. If Jesus was, if sickness was of the Father, then Jesus would be fighting against the Father. Sickness is not of God. That's why Jesus was fighting against it because Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Look at me. Here's my point as I get into this point. Stop allowing everything that happens and say, well, I guess that's God's will. If God permitted it, then I guess that. No, that's not. Everything that happens to you is not God's will. There is a devil and you make dumb mistakes. Like I make dumb mistakes. So everything is not the will of God. Sometimes we're reaping what we sow because we did something stupid or sometimes somebody did something bad to us or sometimes Guess what? There's a devil and he's attacking us. So everything that happens is not the will of God. Do not accept everything that happens as the will of God. And Jesus didn't. Jesus walked around. He didn't accept everything that happened as the will of God. Oh, you're blind? I guess that's the will of God. No, he was like, that's not the will of God. Boom, let me release sight. Oh, you can't walk? Well, I guess that's... No, that's not the will of God. Boom, let me release the healing power so you can walk. I mean, Jesus heard from the Father. He knew that th some things were God's will, some things were not. And if it wasn't God's will, he spoke against it. He, he released life. Listen, bad things happen to good people. And so when bad things happen to good people, do not accept it as just the sovereign will of God. There's some things that you're going to know is not the will of God. So you got to speak to that stuff. If you really believe, that the power of death and life is in your tongue, if you really believe, then you're going to live like Jesus lived. Jesus spoke to storms. Jesus D Jesus didn't get up and say, well, this storm, I guess, is the will of God. He's like, no, no, peace be still. Jesus spoke to stuff. Jesus spoke to sickness. Jesus spoke to conditions. Listen, you know, if you're going to live like Jesus lived, you got to come up against, you got to provide resistance and opposition to the opposition of the enemy. You got to believe and speak and speak what you believe and, you're, and release the power of God. If you truly believe in the power of words, then two things. A, you're not going to accept everything as God's will. And B, you are going to open up your mouth and say something. Open up your mouth and speak against what's coming up against you. See, when you see something that is happening in your life, with your family, in your body, in your children, with your business, in your finances, you see something that's not the will of God, open up your mouth and say something about it. Speak the word only. Speak the word over your children, your body, your health, and your marriage. Speak the word over your children and your children's children. Speak the word over your business and your career. Speak the word. You have a student? Speak the word over his or her mind. I declare that my children go to school and their mind is anointed to understand, comprehend, digest, correlate. Uh, everything as it relates to their education. My children have the tongue of the learned. My children operate with a wisdom that far exceeds their education and experience. When my children open up their mouth, you satisfy their mouth with good things, Father. Father, you fill their mouth with words and they communicate. They are articulate. My children are blessed. They have the capacity to understand supernaturally things, everything as it relates to their education. My children excel and they exceed in everything they put their hands to do. Matter of fact, I prophesy to these
these hands. Hands, you are blessed hands. Whatever you touch prospers. Every project I, I'm on, every, every program I'm assigned to, everything that I put my hands to do is blessed. Why? Because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. I'm telling you, God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. Maybe you're in a situation and you say, well, Rick, you don't know. I've been going through this for a long time. So my question to you is, what have you been saying? Because maybe you've been allowing it. God will allow whatever you allow. Well, God will permit whatever you permit. Maybe you've been saying, well, that's just how it is with me. I, I guess I'm never going to get out of this situation. Well, guess what? If that's your confession, I believe it's coming to pass. You're going to have to stop and you're going to have to start speaking the word over your situation. This is how we withstand and overcome anything. Listen, I know I'm being a little bit harsh with you this morning, but sometimes you need to wake up. You need to get out of that stupor. You need to look up, look at yourself and say, wait a minute, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. God has given me authority to operate in the name of Jesus. When I open up my mouth, miracles are released. Come on now. When I open up my mouth, the power of God is released. Supernatural happens. I need to speak life and not death. I need to speak blessing and not cursing. This is how we withstand and overcome anything. How? We're living just like Jesus lived. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This is one of those messages. If you down later on today, next week, two weeks from now, go back to this message, hit the play button, hit this thing down in your spirit. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by speaking the language of faith daily. I see this example in Jesus. Jesus relied on his prayer life. And that's humbling to me. While he was all God, he was also all man. So he had to pray like I need to pray. He had to discover your will like I need to discover your will. But once he did, he refused to deviate from it. He never said one word outside of your will. He was not on this planet to do whatever he wanted. He only did what you led him to do. Jesus is my example. Without you, I can do nothing. But with you, I can do all things. I am open to hearing your voice and I will never stray from it. I only say what you tell me to say. I only do what you lead me to do. And as you lead me, Father, I open up my mouth and I speak the word over every negative situation. I say what I see in the spirit. And then I see the manifestation of it in the natural. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. This is why I keep saying, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, then go to todaysword.org. You want my notes. You should have got the notes for today. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I was fired up this morning. Get this word down in your spirit. This may be one of those messages that you need to listen to again. Speak the word only. As Jesus is, so are you. In this world, leave me some comments in the chat. Do me a favor, two things. Go into the chat if this message was a blessing and leave me some comments and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.